Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Pudding Boys. Pudding Boys. Pudding Boys. Pudding Boys. Podcast. I don't care if they are Kira Knightley's feet. I don't want to look at those feet. Why stop, are you looking at my feet? Stop being and weird. About Keira stop Knightley. trying to show me like, pictures of I'm, Kira Knightley's feet. Why are you looking You're... at my feet and imagining that Kira Knightley? Do you, <laughs> do you look at the rest of me and imagine that I'm Kira Knightley? That would make this podcast a lot more, <laughs> a lot more. Uh, yeah, it would be a lot easier to sit down in a small room Inhaling with Kira Knightley, <laughs> yeah, rather than sitting down with a sweaty ape. Look, maybe you don't know Kira Knightley. She might have like hypohydrosis or something. She might be sweatier than me. She might be. <laughs> if you're listening, Kira Knightley, write in. Yes. We'll give you the PO box at the end. Tell us how sweaty you are. I've just done that entire thing, um, picturing Natalie Portman instead of Kira Knightley. I'm not entirely sure I know who Kira Knightley is. She's the one from Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, your favourite movie. Yeah. Don't you watch don't you dress up as the pirate guy every <laughs> Halloween? Don't <laughs> If um, <laughs> if you're if someone puts you in a bad mood and you're having one of your psychopath days, don't you sometimes dress as him instead of the Joker? <laughs> <laughs> There's no coming back then, from that. You managed to rebound from me trying to get you in a foot people trap. People know how really cross you are, and they yeah. know to stay out if, of your way. <laughs> if I show up dressed as Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> You know you're in trouble. That's when nice guys... No, what is it? When nice guys get mad, the devil shudders. That sounds like a Primal Fear song. That, does sound, <laughs> I, that sounds like it should be printed on the back of an Alchemy Gothic t-shirt. Oh, God damn. Oh, one of the, do you remember that Facebook page, Sick Bastard or something, where it was like all of the school dudes on a motorbike with like, you know... I'm just laughing because they don't know where the bodies are. Basically, what Dave the that you set up? Gets all of his... Oh, nice try. <laughs> We're still on you. Um, <laughs> but, um... Fuck me. Yeah, they're everywhere. I hate it. I hate it. It's, that's my favourite flavour of cringe. Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah. It's, it's better than that one I hit you with the other day. You know, the... Um, in fact, I wonder if I, I'm going to find it on the chat because this was I, incredible. It's I better was, than Insane Clown Posse cringe. It's better than... Bad painting cringe. Um, uh, this this is thought. So uh, obviously, YouTube is just full of thirst. YouTube yeah. is now it's just thirsty as hell. It's, it, yeah. it's better than thirst cringe, and it's better than what is the second probably best cringe: the sharing my homemade anime cringe. What about poor post cringe? Poor posting is yeah, that's quite high that, actually. Do you know what? I, I wish I could afford a new paintbrush. Like, I've I've been having a bit of a Linus binge again. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, you know, they're a good Linus time. tech tips. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's how so, you stay up to date and current with, with IT. Yeah, with that, I've just been doing my CompTIA as well, so it just it gives a little bit less dryness to the kind of how you put a computer together. Yeah. And what I, I like Linus. Is a good I just prefer it when it's a video with Linus. Oh, yeah, yeah, Linus. Linus I like or, Linus. Um, I'm coming to Linus tech tips for Linus. There's one of one of the guys who's really sarcastic, and that carries the Asian it well. guy. No, um, I, don't, I don't know them all by name. No. Linus and Associates. Yeah. But this, like, so they, they trotted the uh, young girl out. I think she was like the graphic designer or something. Sure. They had her doing one of them. And one of the comments that I picked up was something like, okay, now you've got to read this as if it's a narration. Let me just, asterisk, runs, asterisk, re- asterisk, returns, asterisk. Wow. Dot, dot, dot. I'm out of breath. Your crown, miss. Oh, fucking hell. 
I and hate role play cringe. Is the that's the worst. A, that's cringe. the worst cringe. That's worse than I'm angsty cringe. But role play cringe is so cringy that it's it, hurts. it stops being funny. It's, it's not funny at all. Yeah, you you start to worry that they are a sex offender. Yeah, that oh, they guy, are 100. percent That they are. guy is waiting in the with a lump hammer. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, let me do some intro. We've just. Uh, Put the world to rights. You stand for a bit. Put the, yeah, I looked at your foot. I tickled it a little bit. I just taste it later. You're not but... taking your hands off the keyboard, though, so how did you... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Pudding Boys, the podcast about feet and nothing else. <laughs> Every week, we ramble on about something nerdy, review and rate a classic album in Numbers of the Beast, and finally, discuss and sample a pudding from around the globe in Pudding of the Week. I'm Blor. I'm still drying off. Still drying his feet. He's Naylor. And we are the Pudding... Boys, uh, this week in the the nerdy natter section, which will be replaced by the feet section going forward, <laughs> well, this well, is a final nerdy you natter. You make it sound like the two are mutually exclusive. I'm sure you can get nerdy about I feet. Bet You've tried, every, yeah, yeah. Didn't People you write a whole doctor feet. who fan fiction about his feet once? No, it was about Billy Piper's feet. Oh, that's, yeah. She's your favourite Doctor Who. She's my favourite Doctor Who because we want to. That was the song. I don't know what to do with that. Do you not that. remember that song? Not really, no. I do. That when we were, yeah, you must remember that. It's like Top of the Pops and all that. Um, because we want to. Because we want to. <laughs> Billy Piper. You're saying it to me like it's going to be like, with oh, With his chipmunk cheeks. Hey? Billy Piper, she looks like she's like a chipmunk. She's got cheeks full. Billy Piper. Billy Piper. Very attractive young lady. Older than we are. Uh, I swear she's got big old chipmunk cheeks. Oh, she had, yeah, uh, that's what you mean. She's got... Smuggling hazelnuts. Big, yeah. Um, she <laughs> she constantly, in all of these pictures, she looks like she's doing like a silly grin. Like, yeah. She, just like she's taking the piss. Looks like one of us waiting for the other one to realise that we've just landed one. Yeah. One, and they haven't One of us has just farted. I, <laughs> I saw a video earlier. We will get back on to... Whatever it was, I was... Oh, yeah, I know what I was going to say. Uh, but I saw a video earlier of these two dudes. I can't remember what they're called. They're an, <laughs> Hang on a minute, I've got off for that. <laughs> they're an Instagram comedy duo uh, called The Lovely Boys. They're very, very funny. But okay. they're driving in a car, and one of them lets out a massive fart, and he goes to, to wind the window down to like so his mate doesn't have to smell it. But the other one actually winds it up and locks it so... And starts like breathing deeply. <laughs> it's, oh, it's it's very very funny. But the comments, it's a very I, I I think they're American, but it it seems very British. A lot of the humour. Oh, so they and a lot of the comments the joke, were like, but... "This is disgusting." Yeah. It's like, no, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, like, like that's very right funny. Yeah, it at that point, it was very good. Uh, right, so yeah, check out the lovely boys on Instagram if you're there. Now, I filmed a battle report for Kill Team. For the Turning Point Tactics uh, channel, which is a podcast that is run by Ryan Slater, who's one of the top players in the world. I think number two in the world. Um, I was going to try and big dick it. That's a very good time. He's 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 very good at the game. Uh, And... Yeah, Is he it was part a lot of your group. He mm, well, he plays with us a lot, and he's probably the <laughs> Is that reason. Before or after you get your Warhammer stuff out, <laughs> he's probably the reason why our group <laughs> has uh, has gotten quite competitive. So he's actually like taught us how to play a bit, and 
But he is still his own group. He's part of the London scene. Oh, yeah. He's part of a good group as well. Like, yeah. His yeah. Own, like, yeah. He's he's coming back to play for his village cricket team in the off-season. Yeah. But then he's going off to play for England. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, it was really funny. It was, it's weird filming something rather than just recording voices. Yeah, because you've definitely got a face for that. You are the I've got the face, face for, for radio. Yeah, for radio. So I think I think my face will be in it a little bit. It's very difficult to play a game and also explain what you're doing to the audience. I mm. find that quite hard. It's not like what we do here where we just sit down and chill. It seems very it's very much more like acting. Like you've got to put on a show. It didn't feel as fluid. Okay. Yeah, it was, so it was a lot it, harder. Because I've seen a couple... I mean, there aren't many good ones on YouTube. No, the, the, the like... best... The, the top standard for me of Kill Team Battle Reports is Mountainside Tabletop. Yeah. The two dudes, they're very funny. Um, and yeah, they have a lot of fun. very dry, very quickly. It, yeah, yeah, it can be incredibly dry. I don't know whether our battle report will be very entertaining. I think Ryan's going to have to do a lot of editing to make it good. I won't say the result um, on on here. I don't oh, want to we spoil can probably it. Guess. <laughs> it's you. So hey, you might be surprised. God, like you won one. You might be surprised at I, the outcome. I suppose he probably thought it was going to be really boring, like battling he was, you around the board. He was experimenting a with a new team, but I won't say any more than that. But yeah. it was a very good game. Uh, did, uh, he pick, did he pick his queen up and just like throw her out the window while you weren't looking? And then yes. he's like, oh, well done, little well buddy. Done. You, you won one. <laughs> and then winked at the camera. Yeah. No, yeah, it was really, really difficult to do. One of the things I found hardest, because he's, he's obviously a very good player, and so I was having to really focus on the game to play, not hosting... Whereas I think he was doing a bit more of hosting and, and just brushing you aside with like, choreographing what he was doing for the audience. Okay. Um, and, but there was a couple of moments where I was like, okay, I've got a plan. I want to do this thing. I'm sure he would have seen it coming anyway. Yeah. But I had to say it out loud because otherwise people are going to think, what are you doing? So I, you actually have to spell out. So I'm going to sneak him round here, hoping you don't notice him so I can shoot you next turn. Well, now I notice him, so it's very difficult. Yeah, it's not like it, a normal game. It's, yeah, I guess you're not doing these in a competitive arena because you are probably having to spot them. You know, yeah. it's, it's kind of like I don't know. Um, it's like teaching in a way. Yeah, like we're, we're but, teaching people what we're doing, trying to explain things. I suppose that's what you're going for, isn't it? So yeah. people are going to watch you and say, "Okay, so I, if I've got this team and I've got these men in it, I could do that same I could thing set up this way, so I could get Definitely. you into this trap." Okay, it, so it's it was a a good. I mean, it took about four hours, so it takes a lot longer to film a fast report than just playing a game. So a normal game would take about an hour and a half. Yeah, Max. you're not spelling out what you're doing. You know, you're just doing it and yeah, thinking kind of on the fly. You're not thinking, how am I going to explain what I'm going to do before? Definitely. Yeah. And there's a lot of like stop, starting, record, recaps at the end of every round, things like that. Yeah, but it, it was very fun. And there's there was there's like some um, exposition at the start. So there's a reason why our two teams are facing off on this planet. Oh, so you've actually built a scenario. For yeah, it, just... there's a little scenario, and like uh, Ryan's gone around and he's filmed my squad 
Nice. So yeah, it's gonna look really cool. Yeah, that plays right Hopefully. into your hands. Yeah, it does. Because he he was like saying why he's grouped his specific specific models together. Uh, he's like, oh, this guy really synergized as well with that guy, and the threat range of this guy is mitigated by blah 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 blah. And then there's me. He's like, these guys are both red. And cool so together. they look really cool standing next to each other. <laughs> These guys clash. Yeah. And from your time as one of the great fashion designers. Yeah. You know that you don't need pink and green together or whatever. Definitely. So, yeah, our reasons for, for doing certain things were different. wildly different. <laughs> but it was a really good time. So if you uh, have chance, check out the Turning Point Tactics YouTube channel. It won't be up yet. I think he's he's, he's got a bit of a backlog of about three episodes to edit and put together first yeah you probably can't squeeze those out like we squeeze a pee belt no it's i think it takes hours yeah because i've seen the intro for one of them and it looks very good oh, it looks okay. really yeah it looks really cool he's doing a really good job he's better at it than we are he's That's... just a, do you know when you, you meet someone who's like taller they've still got all the hair uh they're better <laughs> they're in better shape they're also our, smarter than you our podcast is a very accurate like accurate reflection of us as people yeah yeah we're not very good <laughs> it's a bit grubby yeah it smells a bit off we're a bit shit yeah, now it's speaking, a very lazy effort speaking of something smelling a bit off <laughs> no if you get away from our feet you won't get that <laughs> i think we need to dive straight into numbers of the beast this week because it's a bit of a it is. A we, special yeah, we've one. got to tell the gang something, haven't we? We do. So we're let's not stop. Well, we're not stopping it, guys. No, let's just cut away now. Numbers of the Beast. Welcome again to Numbers of the Beast, Pudding Boys audience. This segment of the show, Naylor and I have a good long listen to a classic album and rank each song on it out of seven before averaging them out to create an album score and ranking them against the rest of that band's discography. Right now, we're working our way through the vast catalogue of Primal Fear, where well, we finished the vast catalogue of Primal Fear, and this week it's our best of Primal Fears. And this week is also the very last Numbers of the Beast as part of the Pudding Boys podcast, because next week, we're Numbers of the properly. Beast... Sorry? We're going to do it properly, basically. We're, we're going to try research. Things. We're going to do a bit more research. We're going to delve in uh, to the, the history of uh, a band... What, the, what was going on during that time, what other albums were coming out during that time. And we're going to give it a really good go because I think Numbers of the Beast has kind of outgrown its segment life. So it's going to be its own podcast. Should be... I haven't actually set the thing up, so it should be called Numbers of the Beast. But I'm if guessing... there's some, another one called Numbers of the Beast... We're it could be bubble. called Numbers of the Beast podcast or something yeah. along those lines. We will make sure to, to plug it at the end of next week's episode to to make sure of that I'll, I'll set it all up for then so we will be doing a new numbers of the beast it will be on king diamond i think we can we start with king diamond we start we? With, yeah because yeah. we, we can we give that away we really like having metal story time and yeah it's gonna be great i think that's gonna be an interesting enough concept to talk I, about there's as well. gonna be some real turds in the king's back catalogue as well right like, yeah you can't go that hard all the time no and the roadrunner years are famously a bit dodgy, dull. yeah, yeah, and he like we've. I mean, we've found it a bit with Primal Fear actually. Mm-hmm. So there's a real Ralph is Ralph and Matt Sinner are the constant on the bassist and the singer. So you've yeah. always got that kind of that identifiable sound through Ralph, but yeah. there's a real drop off from where both the original guitarists have gone. So Tom went first, then Stefan, and I think Stefan was most of the original sound. You know that. 
fast, the sharp, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the screeching. Yes, um, because he drops off, I think, just before New Religion. Oh, I've, okay, I've that would work. Yeah. We'll, we'll do this research properly for next time. Yeah, because um, we'll be doing the proper numbers of the beast. Yeah, but he goes, and it's two new guitarists for a couple of albums, and they were the ones that really stank. Oh, and okay. And then Tom comes back, and you get a bit of fun back, and then obviously you get into the realms of Supernova, where he's obviously linked up with Matt and Ralph. Yeah. And um. So, in terms of apocalypse, in terms of schedules, at the moment we're saying there will be a Numbers of the Beast and a Pudding Boys each week. I think, yeah, because all we're really going to do is ex- take the Numbers of the Beast out. So, if you like that bit, you can just come for Numbers of the Beast. Yeah. And then if you need a bit of a laugh afterward, we're still going to be calling each other big smelly arseholes on Numbers Throughout, of the Beast. Yeah, Numbers of the Beast is also going to be silly. It's still going to be a, a, a silly time, but it's just got a constant concept. Terrible. Yeah. It's, whereas Pudding Boys is a just a, a mess. mess. Yeah, yeah, just a, a fun mess. mess. Uh, but yeah, Numbers of the Beast will have its own place. And, you know, we'll, we'll if it changes in terms of like, scheduling maybe numbers of the beast doesn't come out every week or whatever we'll see we'll see how much work it takes i think it's the big one because you don't put a lot of work in for the pudding boys you can probably tell yeah (laughs) i think there's going to be a bit more work in the prep yes there's going to be a lot more you're actually going to have to listen to the albums before we talk about them (laughs) (laughs) shut up right do you know what let's do your best of first do your shit best of. <laughs> do you know what actually? Because I, I know I know you're going to be all weird about your best of and try and make like a musical journey where it takes you through the seasons and time and space. How did you, you know? Fucking love space, don't you? <laughs> fucking do space love space. Boy. It's like because that's where Doctor Who comes from. Does he come from space? He does uh, come from space, doesn't he? R- time. He's... I thought it was time. Well, you know, you're the. Is it Doctor Who is a time traveller? Okay, so. Fine. So he's not space, he's time. Okay. I think so. Yeah. You you carry on drawing your pictures of him while I tell the gang about my best of. Sure. Um, so I, I started down the same route. I We we even approached it slightly differently, I think, actually, because I kind of knew at least probably nine or ten of the twelve songs that we gave ourselves mm-hmm. that were kind of non-negotiable. Yeah. So they went straight on, and I built it and then started listening to it thinking we're on to change it whereas I think you went the other way didn't you, you had about 25 26 songs or something and started cutting whereas I started with a pretty full one and then made minor adjustments yes and what it taught me so you did it the wrong way I'm just going to stop rising to these it's a really boring <laughs> podcast if you don't calm down <laughs> so I I realised something about three or four songs in on mine. That you've made a bad choice, that you're a smelly <laughs> you just baby. You big wet that you soiled yourself. About <laughs> 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 three or four songs in, I realised I was listening to Metallica instead. <laughs> you know what, you say that, but all yours are going to sound like fucking Nickelback songs. I bet you've got hands of time on yours. Oh, God. Um... I go to Primal Fear for one thing, and it kind of has become really evident in my best of. So I start with Formula One. Yep. It's my favourite Primal Fear song. It's probably one of my ten favourite songs. Yeah, of all time. It's fucking silly. It's very good. It's very silly. But yeah, that's the beauty of it. It's not about... 
you know, he's not tearing his shirt in the rain, no. thinking about a lost love or missed opportunity or that kind of thing. All he's focused on is being the fastest. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's about Formula One. It really is about Formula just, One. Yeah, there's no uh, metaphor it's in here. It's the same as um, coming home by Iron Maiden. It's just about landing just about a plane planes. with your with your dick out because yeah. <laughs> you're Bruce. Celebration. It's just the whole fucking, even like, it's probably feel like, it's just even like the pinch harmonics at the end of every like phrase in the verse. Like, mm. that's what I want. So that was never not going on here. And it's yeah. the perfect start. Yeah, it's, it's a very, very powerful song. Then I went to Armageddon. Because this it, is Armageddon, then yes. who the hell are you? It folds in really is nicely. Because you just know all the, the singles, because you're a big single baby. Look, we've established Primal Fear are really hit and miss, and obviously yeah, somebody are. above them is saying to them, <laughs> do you know what's surprised me as well? Actually? Less singles, they've done less singles than I thought they would have done. Mm. But I always think they've been as big as they probably are-ish now, as long yeah. as I've known them. To me, I always think Primal Fear are one of the big bands. Yeah, but... I put them in with the likes of Halloween, Ed Guy. Yeah, but I don't. I think they're actually a bit of a rung below. I think so. Yeah, you're... Primal Fear and not headlining or special guesting anything at the minute. No. I don't think. No, they they would play at Wacken and probably on the main stage. But two-ish in the afternoon. But they would headline the second stage. Yes. And not headlining the main stage. Yeah, they're not sitting between Blind Guardian and Iced Earth. No. Well, probably not because Iced Earth are probably sitting in the woods with (laughs) stock of ammunition. (laughs) John, come back. So, Apocalypse, Uh, no, you did Armageddon. Formula One into Armageddon. That's, then, that's good. Keeping the pace. Yeah. And I slowed down a little bit, went a little bit heavy. I went for the reach well. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. I like that that's there. And what I didn't want to do, and we did, we've did, we said this with a couple of thoughts, I didn't want to do like a chronology. Yeah. I didn't want you to go through to the end of. Yes. Um, and, I, you know, I, again, I, I've gone a little bit set listy here. Mm-hmm. And I don't want Primal Fear changing pace too much in their set. I go for yeah. fast, silly power metal. Went to the ritual. Then I got face the emptiness in. Oh, you got it I in. Not. It's, it's fucking it's good. It's too good. And I was too hard on it because New Religion fucking sucked as an album. Yeah. It was horrible. It, it had some of the worst on it. Two good songs and a really funny joke song. Um, and... Disagree, but fine. <laughs> Three good songs. I felt I had to get something face in Face the emptiness that. is fantastic, yeah. It's a very good song. Then I went to Evil Spell from Seven Seals. Ooh, it's, yeah, okay. Because it's it it starts off at a, a different kind of pace. You know, this is probably the one where he's had a little breather at the start of the set. Yeah, has a chat with the audience, and then you hear the intro building up, I and feel... then you get that. Duh, duh, duh. Yeah, I feel that that works better than like I was gonna get Diabolus in there, but the intro is too difficult to fit in with anything unless it goes first. Seven Seals is a really funny album album, for needing to be in its own album. Yeah, I think I would make a fairly strong argument. Seven Seals being probably the best album, but you take the songs out in individually, they're weaker than a lot of the other ones. No, I think Apocalypse. As a, what, as a cohesive as a, album? As a cohesive album. It's kind of different. I think the Apocalypse songs stand up a little bit better. They stand up on their separately. own and together better, I think. Yeah, whereas Seven Seals, I think, stand up on their own less well. Yeah. But put them together on an album and it, the sound is really together. Yeah. Then I went to Heart of a Brave. I needed something off Devil's Ground. Um, 
I think, the more I think about it, I think Heart of a Brave might have been my first Primal Fear song. Mm. Do you know before Metal Hammer uh, became the thing that you wipe your bottom on when you've run out of toilet paper? Yes, when it used to do cool yeah. discs. Yeah, and I think this was on one of those... Like, yeah, yeah, the you know the new what's coming out kind of ones when yeah. I was still buying Metal Hammer, and I'm fairly sure this was my first Primal Fear song, but my That's first album was then uh, Black Sun. Yeah, because I went back. Half a Brave is fantastic. It is. Um, yeah, this this, this does nothing bad to say about it. Yeah. Then I got the Chainbreaker. Chainbreaker. Part of me agonised over the fact it's very very similar to Armageddon. It's yeah. quite hard. To argue for having both them in a best of, but at the yeah. same time, like I say, I went more live set. And if they miss either of these, I'm really cross. And I think now they're probably missing both of them. Yeah, they're not going to play I either of them. I don't see Ralph being able to do those, really. Uh, I don't think Ralph can probably do anything from Primal yeah. Fear. No. Then I went Magic Eye. Because oh, okay. I love the silly little, like the ascending riff in it. Yeah. Um, We've got picking... very different best ofs. Excellent. And, and mine's good, that's the problem. Yeah. But no, um, I had to get sure something else from Black Sun, and I thought, yeah, I could have had pretty much the whole album. But yeah. then I got Roller Coaster in. I fucking love Roller Coaster. I don't know why you're so it's dumb crap. about it. You are. I don't know why you're being so disgusting. You're about. being so disgusting. <laughs> like Roller Coaster is just a good song. It's just it's like not. a fun chorus. It's not. Why do you hate it so much? It's, it's it doesn't not well even written. do that thing that you get all like moany and. No, I just don't think. It, right, so I don't hate it as much as the look to the left, look to the right, or the like, I'm super cool. But I just don't think it's good because you love it so much. It annoys me. <laughs> good. Excellent. I love it even more now. I, 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 I don't ever want to listen to anything that's not roller coaster. Uh, it's one of my favourite songs, by the um that's the one that goes to Fed. And then I finished the 10 that we allotted ourselves yep. as the main best of on Supernova. <clears throat> oh, yes. I just couldn't. Well, at least that yeah. fucking, the atmosphere Supernova I get shivers is, now. It is fucking it's, good. Like, it's really fucking good. That grew really quickly. And you, you were right in what you said about Apocalypse. Yeah. That the more you get into the knowing the lyrics for it, you need to sing along. Yes. You need to sing along with Supernova it. Because Supernova went like, through the gears. Yeah. So every time I put it on, it started probably as a 3-4. Yeah. And by the end, it was a high 7. Exactly Because I was for ready for the... The atmosphere turns red. Oh, sun oh, is blazing down beside the <laughs> Through can't. the fire in the night. Oh. The moon is turning red. Do you know what we're so is? It's good. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, listen to the good one. <laughs> you sound like Brent Hines doing it. guy's turning red. I would, I would listen to Mastodon cover. I would. That yeah, would I be would buy into that collab. Then for my bonus, I went New Eyes off Apocalypse because it's not very primal fear. Yeah, but it's fucking. But you know that fast, like the the bit where it kind of drops gears a bit and speeds up. Yeah, I fucking love it. It's not what I expected. From I, primal I think New Eyes is, is a good song. It's a bit like you know when Blind Guardian went really heavy, and at first I kind of did that. I don't. I want the Bard song again. Yeah. And then you get into it. And you think, Actually, no. This is fucking amazing. This yeah. is you now. This is Venom. Uh, yeah. And uh, then the other one, I got marching again because again, it's not a primal fear <gasps> song. It's a Halloween song. song. I couldn't get that on mine. I don't think it's a, it's a Halloween song. It's completely yeah. you know. I'm not convinced that Grapple didn't help him with this. Yeah. Because it's got that kind of cheeky bounce to it that he's very good at. It's great. It's, it's a great superb. song, yeah. And it's, I think Primal, you know, A, they deserve something else of Unbreakable because that 
was better than we ever gave it credit for. Unbreakable was cool, yeah. Or than we ever expected it to be. And also, it kind of just, they have changed. And yeah. They, they had a rough patch changing, and Metal Commando kind of proves that they haven't really mastered the they, change. They've, they've certainly not landed perfectly, because yeah. you've got things like Rule Breaker, Delivering the Black, and Metal Commando that are all just a bit boring. Yeah. So yeah. they're not perfect by not, any means. If you got into them like we did, I think this was the hardest bit. If you got into them somewhere between Primal Fear and probably before Seven Seals, because I think Seven Seals is really the start of the change. Yeah. So if you got into them between Primal Fear and Devil's Ground... And you're used to them being consistent. Yeah, and you're also used to a very different sound. If you had a couple of years off yeah. and came back around Unbreakable... You'd be like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting band. Um, I'm, I'm always going to check out their new albums now. Yes. I would say that I prefer when they do a stinker like New Religion that has some absolute bops on it over Rule Breaker, where it's all just fine. Yeah, there are some albums that very much were never getting yeah. near the best of. Like, it's not I'm, not going, I'm not going to put anything from Rule Breaker on, but the three songs I like from New Religion are going on all the time. Yeah, I'm never going near Delivering the Black again. Yeah. But, yeah, that's the thing, like, in very... Uh, Face the Emptiness. That's an incredible song on a terrible... The album is worse yeah. than Delivering the Black. Yeah. But Face the Emptiness is gold. Yes. Right, so I, I jump into my best of. I'm I started... my marks for the songs that you pick, so I bet they're going to be terrible. I start with Promised Land. Promised which is Land. my favourite track from Primal Fear. That's a really It's the Iron song, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's very good. I gave it a six, so I'm not mad. I had to pick between this and Nine Lives as my opener. I give Nine Lives a seven, but I kind of get both the choices. Okay, yeah, not They're very similar. I'm also glad that you... Yeah, I'm going to guess that you've not got Chainbreaker then. No. So that's no. quite nice. We've already yeah. differed on the first album. We've, yeah, excellent. we've differed. We've massively differed on the first album. So, I'll, I'll little spoiler alert. I haven't put Formula One in. Oh, you wet right? Baby. No, no, no. You, I have a reason. It is one of my favourite songs by Primal Fear. However, it has to come first because of its intro. Yeah, you. Can't and I really... knew you were going to put it first, so I wasn't going to do it. Uh, yeah. Okay. I was just like, it would just be the same best hey, of. Do you know what, as well, to be fair, like, Primal Fear, we've got a lot of six and sevens on there. There's a lot of scope. There's a lot of room to breathe them. there, yeah. yeah fine, and then okay. I've gone straight from Promised Land, right. and I've done my thing where I listen to the end and then the start. So if you check this best of out, this works. It, it fucking flows. works. It flows straight into too much time. Okay, yeah. It's, I love too much time. It's oh, so okay, good. Yeah, I'm in. And I'm, then... I'm happy. Sliding into And There Was Silence... From Unbreakable. That's my favourite track on that album. Okay. Do you know what? I was just sitting there, relaxing and watching watching TV. TV. Do you know what? I would have completely forgotten about this, but well done. It's a good one. So far. And then it's... So we've we've just been chugging along. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And then Screech, Tears of Rage. Yeah, okay. Stops. Wah, 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 wah. And while we're slow... We get a song that starts slow and builds back up. We get to Heart of a Brave. So we, it puts us back in the action for then 
and that then it ends quite operatically, like quite dramatic. Yeah, Carver yeah, Brave. Yeah, yeah. So big, that's when it starts with fighting the darkness. You know what? I'm, I'm, I should be cross because I gave that a two. But no. But actually, it's, you've yeah. got a joke song on your best of, and I appreciate that. But it's a Brit, like my wife, my wife, still, still funny, funny, she would not let me not include Fighting the Darkness. She it's loves you know it. She absolutely loves it's, it, and I love it too. It's funny. It's you, fucking you're great. You're trying to get mad, yeah. but by the end of it, you're running your shirt along with it. And I know all of the lyrics to it, so I can't <laughs> pretend like I don't like it. Uh, and then, straight from there, we're back on track to some normal power metal, yeah. King of Madness. Yeah, I fucking love King of Madness. That's the it's one brilliant. of Apocalypse I couldn't get in. Yeah, but I'm glad somebody did. It's so even good. If it was you. And then I go into Light Years from Home because I've got. Oh, that's I'm, the one I wanted off Black Sun. Well done. There you go. I've got so much more new Primal Fear than yeah, old Primal yeah. Fear, just because to me it's more refreshing I see, because I'm, they're new. And I like listening to the new tracks. Light Years From Home, though. Light Years From that Home is, is great. That is a sleeper track. That's a fucking great song. Armageddon's really... Everyone knows Armageddon. Magic Eye always gets me because of the little music bit. Yeah. But Light Years From Home, that chorus fucking it, hell. It's a good nod back to old Primal Fear toward the end yeah. of my best of. Ralph can't do that now. No. No, he definitely can't. I hope he can. Ralph, prove us wrong next time you talk. But then we break into Supernova. Yeah, you Second do. to last, Breaking Supernova. It's got to be there. It's fucking brilliant. But then, seeing as we gave it, it's the second worst album in the list. Yeah. The third track from New Religion on my best of Face the Emptiness to finish the whole thing off. I've got three songs got from the worst there, album. The second worst album. They really do stand out. That's the problem. Yeah, they're really brilliant songs. Too Much Time, Bright in the Darkness, and Face the Emptiness are great. Yeah, but that you, album, if that album take, had hands of time on it. That album put me in such a bad mood. I didn't enjoy those yeah. three songs at the time. Yeah, they are the epitome of. If you lift them out, if we and went just back because I didn't give them sevens either. I gave if too we, much time a three. Yeah, if we gave all of those three a sevens, I think it would actually probably come above Jaws of Death. <laughs> probably, but like but then said, it has got, some shit songs on it. It's got the man it. that I didn't know. It's got the Curse of Sharon. Yeah, Not it's Karen. it's crap. It's a crap Karen. album. Uh, but those every, three songs, guy, every time it rains on it, fuck me. Yeah, I think that was the first one we gave. It was. So then, it's my bonuses. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. And so this is the song that I couldn't fit in anywhere else because of how it starts and ends. Mm. So it's a bonus track. This is not part of the yeah. album anymore. Um, the healer. I really want to see for the big drums, yeah. you know, that chorus. Doom. But I had the exact same problem. Wherever I put it, it, doesn't it just fit. stopped the best So off. I had to put it in the bonus. Yeah. And then I've got a bonus track that I think I gave a four, but bonus tracks don't have to follow no, the rules. No, they're fine. And it deserves more than a four. And I had to put it in because this is this is the whole point of what I'm trying to make with the, the new Primal Fair albums. This is the worst album they've ever done. By far. This is on 16.6. And I've put Under the Radar on there because it's a because great song. Get, no, because you like thinking about sexy elf. Yeah, flying, flying through, the through the sky, oiled up and in little goggles. It's a good song. It's a really good song. It is. And it's, it's still worth buying a new album to get that. I don't think it's best off worthy. No, I don't. I think it's it's a very good song. It's not as good as Strike, but it's the same kind of song. But because it's on their worst album, yeah. I think it's worth noting that even when they make an absolute chod, there's still they some gold really in there. They did park one with this. This got a two as an album. Yeah. 
This is basically that had hands of time on it. Yeah, oh yeah. And well, Smith of Wesson. The album score was four point fourteen. Yeah, Nothing the, would have yeah. saved that. But Under the Radar is great. Yeah. Strike like the lightning. It's not as good as Six Times Dead, but which is my new favourite song, because oh. I know how much you hate them. You're a piece of shit. But that's my best of I'm very happy with it. Yeah, I'm less mad than I, I was. I was ready. I was genuinely ready to walk out of the studio. I thought you were going to be... I had a really be... funny bit ready where I pushed my microphone over, <laughs> turned the chair over and kicked the door. I um, thought you were going to be a big baby about no Formula One, but I feel like I'm justified. I couldn't put it on because it has to go I first. Exactly the same thing, like you said, with the healer. I really wanted that in. But wherever I put it, you know, when I listen to it in the car on the way, um, on the way anywhere, hmm. <laughs> your your last reaction to your best that was about <laughs> my, my wife just sent me a picture of my uh, my young man's face. <laughs> he does not look amused. Yeah, he was Formula One on there too. He did. Right, it's got to come first. Yeah. Um, like yeah. I say, the healer would have had to come last. That's even then, it, it stops the stuff before it stopped. It was weird. Yeah, um, and it's not like it's not a stop where like. Where I put um, Tears of Rage in, yes. where it actually stops and goes. It just kind of slows it right down. It's not. Yeah. It's not a good song to fit in there. So the healer has to the just slip in. The only way they could do it live mm-hmm. now would for me to be doing it as an encore, and it'd be the first song of the encore, or it'd be a break like the set changes, like maybe, in a big oh, when show. change the backdrops yeah. and stuff. Maybe. It would have to be a real big change, and I don't think Promethea do songs. I don't think don't, they're 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 do like that. No. That was fun. I think I enjoyed overall as an experience the Primal Fear numbers of the Beast best so far. Do you know I, I, the only one that's come close for me is the Maiden is one. Iron Maiden. Yeah. Iron Maiden was much more of a journey. Yeah. Primal Fear was much more stop and start, but. We've we've done exactly what we wanted to do with Primal Fear. We found the gold. We found the gold. We've sifted through the chance, and there were yeah. a lot of chance. And yes. but there's also there's a lot of gold. It's a lot the of apocalypse. Gold. You've not found a, a whole good album song. of gold. Fucking, do you know what? If if we hadn't been doing Numbers of the Beast, I'd never have listened to Apocalypse. No, I'd never have heard Supernova. I've not listened to Primal Fear since um, Seven Seals was the last one yeah. I actually listened to properly. Yeah. So we would never have gone there. I and will, if, uh, I mean it when I say Face the Emptiness is one of my favourite songs of all time. It's in my top five, probably. Mm. I, I absolutely love that song. I'll never get bored of it. And I would never have heard it without Numbers of the See, Beast. See, I'd heard the... I knew that when it came because I'd, heard the, I'd seen the video or something. Right. So I, when I heard that where it was, I was thrown a bit because I put that back towards sort of Devil's Ground kind of yeah. era. Um, I wasn't expecting it. a bit like when we did Blind Garden we got Tantalon popped up and I thought that was yes. somewhere closer to twisting the myth yeah um, yeah I, Primal Fear has re-energised me for this they've they've, made, they've re-energised me for power metal do you know what they I'm, really have actually I really feel into power metal pra- power metal bands that have to change because I mean think about it that's been 30 years yeah nearly Ralph is getting older, so his voice is going to struggle to, you know, Halford finds it, doesn't he, with some yeah. of the dire stuff. Bruce probably doesn't because he's immortal. Mm-hmm. Um, but Keith does as well, you can tell. Yeah. I, I'm really interested in seeing like what bands like Elegy did and, you know, where they went with that. I don't think they're around still, but... I'm glad, after Primal Fear, we're breaking Numbers of the Beast out into its own thing because if we... Blind Guardian was good. 
Yep. But Blind Guardian was much... Blind Guardian was good. More hit and miss. Yes. When it missed, it really missed, and it was not fun. And when missing. it hit, it was like, oh, that's very good. But when Primal Fear hits, it's silly. Yeah. It's silly fun. Yeah. Like, you're I... driving along, screaming like an idiot. I'm happier about Supernova than I am about Deliverers from Evil. Yes. And I missed Deliverers from Evil. That's a seven. Yeah, yeah, it's um, a good song. I think I'm, as well, like Ed Guy, I knew it was all going to be good. Yeah. Like, it's all going to be great because it's Ed Guy. They are very good. And Ghost and Megadeth, I really started to question us doing this because those They're two boring. ruined two bands that I thought I really liked. Yeah. And the, I actually The Ghost one I, was so telling because I, I thought I didn't like Ghost and now I fucking hate them. <laughs> it's, it's, it's tainted Opus of it. And Opus is one of yeah. my top five albums of all time. It's a fantastic album, it's, yeah. It, that's up there with Brave New World. It's and yeah, it's a perfect Pinker. album, yeah. But as a band, they're fucking awful. Yeah, it, I, it it's made me really uncomfortable because if I think of a really awkward band that everyone hates, um, like a really emo-y band or something. Yeah, My Chemical Romance. Yeah, Opus Eponymous has kind of shown me that if My Chemical Romance did a really good a- album, I'd have to go out and like it because yeah, everything else they've done can't count against them. I would uh, argue that My Chemical Romance are much better than Ghost. Well, you really like them. <laughs> I would, I would say, if you look at, if you take away Opus, My Chemical Romance are way better. But they're way you're better than Ghost. Yourself really stupid <laughs> right, let's let's finish off our fun uh, numbers of the beast by going through the Primal Fear uh, rankings. To just... look at you all, I've actually got the numbers in front of me now, I do, so I, I do. know what I'm doing. So. At the thirteenth is sixteen six before the devil knows you're dead. It's lucky to it come was, last. It was crap. It's that bad. But it's still like under the radar. It's still a good song. Yeah. New Religion was next at number twelve. Fantastic album for three songs. <laughs> Utter shit for eight others. That like, was Ghost, but an album. It, it, yeah. It, it it was very very two two albums there. Two separate two albums. Bands. Different yeah, two bands. Yeah, two separate bands. Uh, then it was Delivering the Black, Snoring. Then it was Rule Breaker, Snoring. Then it was Metal Commando, Snoring. Uh, Metal Commando was weird. Yeah. Metal There's... Commando was the weirdest album. Do you think? It was the most uncomfortable. But Metal Commando is one... Out of all of them, is some of them were just objectively bad. The yeah. ones you've gone up to so far yeah. as albums were pretty objectively bad, except for New Religion having some cool songs. Yeah. Metal Commando was the weirdest one. That felt the least like listening to a Primal Fear album. Mm. Like there was and some... it, I think it was really uncomfortable because it came after Apocalypse. Yeah, and there's some real dog shit on there that you yeah. think is great. No, there's one good song on it, and it and is it's good. that one where they look to the left and the right. No, you fucking chod. <laughs> uh, then he got eight, Nuclear Fire. This, this is, is where things start getting like cool. good and stable. And then you get Jaws of Death, and then you get Unbreakable. All three of those albums are good strong stable albums I bet they're within like 0.3 of each other or something well well, no Nuclear Fire is 7.64 Jaws of Death 7.8 so yes and then Unbreakable jumps to 9.39 what more than a mark yeah okay Unbreakable Unbreakable is the start of the top do you know what that if, if Numbers of the Beast has taught you nothing else yeah you think old stuff is better because you remember it more yeah I always think Nuclear Fire is a high four but then five. when you but but it's then you put it against Unbreakable, and Unbreakable yeah. was just so much better. Put it against, yeah. Numbers of the Beast works. We are geniuses. Yeah, yeah, we, we are brilliant. We're going to make it big when this podcast goes into definitely, definitely for people who don't like pudding. But yeah, people that hate pudding, idiots. Then it comes into the top five. 
This is, these are, all five of these are great albums and you should have them in your collection. If you have physical media, you need to have all five of these. If you like power metal yeah. and you don't have all five of these albums, you don't really like power metal. That, yeah, it, I'd go so far as to say if you like heavy metal. If you like heavy metal, you'll probably like these. Yeah. If you like power metal, you need these. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So five, seven seals. Yeah, it's it, it's solid, solid album, but I would say the top four is another jump. It is Seven Seals was a really weird transition album, yeah. and if you don't listen to Seven Seals first, because that no. you might not. Seven Seals is is closer to Unbreakable than it is to Apocalypse. Yeah, it's a bit polarizing. Yeah. If you like power power metal, yeah, you might not be as keen. But if you go back to it, you'll be fine. Yeah, uh, number four, Apocalypse. What can I say? I like think it should, it should probably be higher. Be higher. Well. If nostalgia didn't get in the way, it would probably be number two. Yeah, if 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 Apocalypse had come out in two thousand and three, yeah, it would be. It would. If Apocalypse came out in two thousand and three, I'd probably have a different favorite band. Yeah, it's like this. It's so good. It's so fucking good. But it would have hurt so much more when they dropped. <laughs> yeah, the when black. they dropped a fucking sixteen six. Uh, then number two. Uh, sorry, three. Black Sun. Yeah, Which that. is, that's everyone's go-to, this is the best Primal Fear album. That, the nostalgia is helping you, but... Yeah. But it is solid, it's still very uh, solid. Light you see Light from, from Home, and you realise why the nostalgia's there. And Armageddon and Black Sun are on that as well. Yeah, it's, Magic it's, Eye. Yeah, it's a great album. Yeah. It's a really great album. And then number two, Devil's Ground. That one's really being helped by nostalgia. Uh, it's yeah. very close. It's incredibly close to Black Sun. They're both very close to each other. You died harder on your hill than mine. Yes, I think that, I think that's what happened there. But one of them had to come out on it's top. It's very difficult to. They're both great albums. They're both you fucking, fucking great, idiot yeah. if you don't like those two. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You you should have them both. You should have a tattoo of them. Yeah, on each cheek. You're a big Megadeth fan if you don't have both of those <laughs> albums. And then number fucking one, Megadeth. we said it. We said it the first week. Number one is Primal Fear. It's it's a fucking incredible. It's, it's, and it's not close. No, it's not close to anything else. It's insane. They had just buckets of material to work with. And so they just managed to scoop the cream. Yeah, it's there's, there's so many superlatives you could put about about Primal Fear, but it is yeah. just if you wanted a perfect example yeah. of what I would call a traditional power metal album. Yeah, take the it's, dragons it's, out of it and the yeah. shields. Take you know any kind of romancey kind it's of before battle metal, before Viking metal, yeah, it's before it splintered off. Yeah, this is just. Heavy metal, sillier. Yeah. Yes. This is what if Judas Priest were giggling. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> but but they didn't know they were giggling because they were being super serious about it. Well, yeah. This is this is somebody listening to Judas Priest. Yeah. Finding it a bit silly, but also this is this is also all over. Yeah. It's when you find something a bit silly, but then you find yourself so into it. Yeah. That it's serious. Yeah. Yeah. I I. I, I would just Primal like Fear. to say thank you, Primal Fear. It's been a wild ride. It's been fun. Yeah, we definitely not got bored with this one. Definitely not, no. So, if you fancy listening along at home and making your own uninformed judgments, next week's Number of the Beast will be its own podcast. More information to come. And it will start with King Diamond. And the first album, if you want to get prepped, the first album is... Don't Break the Circle? No, that's fucking... You should... That's merciful fate. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is the this is the uh, podcast where we start doing our it's research. It's the ladies on the front, the burning nun. Uh, um, Conspiracy? 
it's the one with no it's, it's it is a it's them is the one after conspiracy isn't let it? me let me just double check let's actually do some research king diamond king diamond discography it's fatal portrait that's it you always forget fatal portrait yeah it's fatal portrait Oh man, there's some albums here that I've never even listened to. I'm looking forward to this. Abigail's the one I was trying to think round to. That's what you know when when I was. He's still not the first album. Yeah, Flabigail. That's what they call you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward to uh, to this a lot. Yeah, so I really I. am looking forward to it because I think even like Abigail Two is supposed to be quite good. I oh. know I like Spider's Lullaby. It's going to be a good time. Silly time. If if you if you enjoy your heavy metal, all we're doing here, we don't we we've said all the way through, we're not music theorists. We're not you know no. well educated men in the musical arts. All we're basically doing is picking an album for you to listen to, and then calling each other fairly silly names when yeah. one of us doesn't really understand it. Now, funnily enough, Google shows the entire discography apart from the Eye, which spoiler alert, that's the best album. It's on the Wikipedia one. Yeah, it's on Wikipedia. Wikipedia's not letting you down. Oh, the eye was Roadrunner. There you go. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I would because we're gonna go in, a bit deeper of Numbers of the Beast. I would really recommend listening to the album. Yeah, yeah. Listen King to the Diamond album. Is check a it wild out. ride. Yeah. It's gonna be really silly. It's gonna be fun. Um, you've kind of got to go in with a bit of an open mind because it's not a straight up. Music. If you've never listened to King Diamond before, it's, it's a be bit weird. like what we just saw with Primal Fear. Yeah. Imagine somebody looking at Alice Cooper yes. and thinking he And the canister of helium. Yeah. <laughs> and, and thinking these two should meet. <laughs> it's Alice Cooper and thinking, yes, but what if more? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, satiate our bellies. With some, yeah, some ghoulish goings on. Pudding of the Week. Welcome again to Numbers of the Beast. <laughs> I think we should leave that in. <laughs> Thomas, what are you doing? He's already started the new part. Well, he's from the past and the future, isn't he? So he knows how it turns out. He's obviously going to take you over. Oh, shit. Does that mean Thomas is going to... I, I think Thomas is going to have to do that voice for the whole of a numbers. Of the I Beast don't episode. think Thomas wants to do that. I think, I think Thomas can do about thirty seconds and then he has to go away. Otherwise, Thomas does he'll pop up die. A lot of blood after doing that voice. Yeah, Thomas doesn't want to do it. I think Thomas has told me. He doesn't. I, I think people talk to this show. Thomas for says Thomas. no. No means no. <laughs> Right, Thomas, <laughs> could you come back and do Pudding of the Week? We'll, we'll run really the intro again. There. He just stopped talking and let you take your body back over to do uh, to do this bit. What a fucking mess. Pudding of the Week. Welcome back, fellows. It is I, Thomas Lethbridge, and I am once again here to bring you Pudding of the Week, the segment of the show where we learn a little about a delicious dessert from around the globe and Naylor ranks it on a scale of his choosing. And this week's pudding is 
Again, an adventure into a flavour. Much like marshmallow and licorice, this week's pudding is malted milk. Now, malted milk or malt powder is a powdered gruel made from a mixture of barley, wheat flour and evaporated whole milk powder. This powder is used to add its distinctive flavour to beverages and other foods, such as Ovaltine and Maltesers, which is how we'll be enjoying our malted milk today, as malted milk balls, as they call it in the US of A. Now, the history of malted milk is quite fascinating. It is, as you can imagine, very, very old. It was uh, developed by James Horlick of Horlick's fame in London in 1873. How the... I've never drawn this line between Maltesers, malted milks. There's a biscuit, isn't there? Yes, yes. There's, which are, you know... Cow biscuits for the uninitiated. Cow biscuits, yes. <laughs> okay, now, now, so you're, you're we've spoken about cow biscuits before. My wife, my wife, still funny. Still gone, very funny. Gone, and that's from the past and the future. Yes. Um, to find her sat just surrounded by rappers and, you know, looking a bit sort of put out, a bit in front of the telly. And she just looked over me and said, you know, what even doing all day? So I've just been sat here eating cow biscuits. Yes. And I transposed that in my head to them being the same thing as dog biscuits. As <laughs> dog just, eggs and cow biscuits. Cow chow. <laughs> cow discs. Now, before I disappear and drink some of Law's squash, I would just have fun fact about malted milk. Despite its origins as a health food for infants and invalids. Both of which my co-host. Yes. Malted milk found unexpected markets worldwide and because of its uh, lightweight, non-perishable, yet nourishing qualities was often used by early or late explorers, which is interesting. And it became a patron of uh, an Antarctic exploration as well. That's quite cool. Yes. Now, as I say, we'll be... cold, actually. <laughs> we'll be diving into our malt balls in the form of Maltesers, which are a, a UK chocolate... Uh, from 1937, there's not not much more to go in on them. They're just malt balls dipped in chocolate. They're a good time for everyone. They survived the war. Advertised to ladies more than men for their low caloric intake compared to other confectionery. Oh, maybe that's why my co-host is such a big fan. Now I'm just going to have a sip of blow squash. Acceleration! Oh, he's back. There we go. <laughs> Give me some of those fucking Maltesers. I'm a big like Malteser fan. Full. Yeah, there you go. Uh, there pick you some go. Up off the floor. Yeah. Maltesers are fucking brilliant. They are. Do you know? They're you a can very really... high tier cinema chocolate. Yeah, because you don't have to crunch them as well. You can. You, you can, can dissolve suck on those salty chocolate balls. Yeah. I like to use my teeth to like pierce through the chocolate so that my saliva can melt the ball. From the inside, like an alien or like a Why spider. Why are you going to while you're talking about this? Let's say you can eat it like a spider might eat a fly. <laughs> I prefer to eat them in I'm, the way that a pelican might. I'm getting prepared to do King Diamond. I'm going to role play as a spider for the entire time. You're even, you're doing like the hand things when you're talking about King Diamond. It's going to be a spooky couple of months. It is, I'm going to get some sound effects. Hmm. Mm. We haven't done sound effects since the first Halloween P, have Yeah, yeah. And that was good. They were funny. <laughs> that was fucking brilliant. Lightning bolt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need to be able to summon lightning when I clap again. That was great. 
Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to Numbers of the Beast being its own thing. But so, definitely when you're when you've got a mouth full of Maltesers, you can't say, Oh, I don't want to do pudding boys. Hmm. Well, again, you know, I've been trolling back for a lot of my boys stuff this week. Mm-hmm. Linus started out just taking computers apart, putting them back together. Mm-hmm. Some spotty little canuck. And uh here he is. 10 years later, maybe a bit longer. Head of an empire. Media empire. You've got Tech Quickie, you've got Short Circuit. Mm. You've got that Apple one for guys like you that, you know, worship at the Ultra Steve You Jobs. used to love Apple. You had a Mac and everything. I know. <laughs> I know, it used to really idiot. annoy you, and I really enjoyed that. Big smelly Mac boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? That... I. I I, I think most of my personality is just things that I know upset other people. Mm. Mainly me. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you're just very easily uh, upset by things. <laughs> you have a very delicate worldview. How dare you? Man. So, yeah, Maltesers, they were always advertised to ladies. Well, the, they are. The, the thing on the front here. Um, the tagline is, the lighter way to enjoy chocolate. Let's lighten the load is the thing. And it just says it, a big speech bubble on the front of the packet. Sharing last night's parenting disaster with colleagues, the best kind of coffee break. Julia, mum of two. If any of my colleagues sit me down while I'm trying to have a coffee mm. to tell me about what their kid did last night, I'm going to hit them. Yeah. And the parent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need to restock on these Maltesers. Excellent, that's not. They're quite. You get a decent amount in the bag as well. You know, you can really smash through these because they aren't costing you much. They don't hurt the teeth like a honeycomb might. Mm. They're just good. Maltesers are fucking good. Malt balls. I think they, their advertising has been slightly um, unscrupulous because mm. if you went out into the street in the UK and asked people what a malt ball was, they wouldn't be able to tell you. And if you said it's milk powder, they'd be like, ugh. It's like, well, you're eating a pack of Maltesers right now. Hmm. I know, mean, they've not hidden it. They're called Maltesers. I never drew the line between these and malted milks. The but you're an idiot, though. I mean, that's a really difficult one to come back to. Because <laughs> you know it's true. Because <laughs> I was, yeah. Like, they do malted milk biscuits covered in chocolate that are basically just these but long and flat. Yeah. And not as fluffy. Mm. Yeah, the, the aeration in these is a big time. Mm. I mean, a Malteser tastes almost identical to drinking Ovaltine. Mm. Mm. Which is why I drink so much Ovaltine. You do go really big on Ovaltine, don't you? Oh, you are fucking brilliant. I'm keeping the company about. alive. Mm. I'll get through a box a day, uh, a, day, a week hmm. of Ovaltine. I probably, you know, only have one a day, but I, it's you're supposed to put like three spoons in. You just eyeball it out though. Yeah. Yeah. I like it's thick. Also his drinks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hmm. Maltesers were originally described as energy balls for slimming women. I 
I know quite well too. That that's mm. kind of fun though. They were invented by an American in England. Hmm. Hmm. We're learning new things all the time. That's yeah. what I, we can't stop. This has probably been one of the more informative punning of the week sections that yeah. we've had for a while. Actually. Which is weird because it was quite a like a knee jerk. Oh, we've not done Maltesers. Let's go. Hmm. I assumed we'd already done these, but apparently not. We can repeat it if it's as good as oh, Maltesers. Yeah. But there's more facts. Join us next week when we do fudge brownie M and M's because I like them. Hmm. So uh, yeah. Sure. Well, what scale are we ranking Maltesers on? Mm. They have to be, surely they have to be in the mindset of um, putting them against other chocolate bars. I think so. Yeah, you can't put it against, you can't put putting it against a baked Alaska. Yeah, no. Mal- if someone says, oh, would you like a handful of Maltesers or would you like a slice of jam roly-poly that I've warmed up and put custard on? Yeah. <laughs> it's not fucking close. You're not that kind of baby no. boy. But you're also not walking down the street or sitting in the cinema with a jam rolly pot, you, I bet you fucking would. If I could Mars bar a bowl of cake, yeah. I could Mars bar a hot jam rolly poly covered in custard. Excellent. Oh, fucking hell. Um, so, I had a really nice scale of mine that you would really enjoy. Uh, yeah. It's the second Ashes test this week. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> So what I was going to do, because mm. I know you get really interested in these, I was basically going to take England's first innings and evaluate how each of the batsmen approached it and put Maltesers on that scale, you know, based on things like shot selection. I'm so bored. Approach to the I'm game. F- fucking but, dying here. Fuck me, England yesterday just managed to biff it so spectacularly hard that they're all the same. Oh, all of their Warglies hit the Google yeah. flop the but same it was, way. It was, it was, it wasn't. It was cricket, as you'd understand it. Ball bounce up, I hit in the air, and someone catch. That's cricket. Yeah, but there's nuance to it. There's skill. There's ah! so instead, all I'm going to say is Maltesers are a mid-tier chocolate. They're smack in the middle of mid. Yeah. Mm. So okay, let's take some scenarios here. Someone says to you, Galaxy Caramel or Malteser, yep. like square of, or Malteser, what are you having? You'd get two Maltesers at least. That's not what I'm saying. No, 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 no. Equivalent size, not equivalent weight. <laughs> In terms of when you're buying them, the amount of Maltesers you get and the amount of bar like of squares you get, you'd get two Maltesers. Okay. Malteser share bag. I think these were a pound something. Yep. So Malteser share bag, in mm-hmm. commas, or... or Slab of Galaxy, uh, Cadbury's Caramel, let's say, slightly bigger than phone. So that's the equivalent yeah. score. Um, I'd go Maltesers. Idiot. No. Stupid wet baby. I don't always go just for the density of food. <laughs> no, I go for the flavours. No, I, I really caramel like Maltesers. like malted milk. Yeah, malted milk. Stupid boy. Caramel milkshake or malted milk milkshake? Caramel milkshake. You're a fucking day. baby. Give me that sugar. Well, you... Fuck me, really? Yeah. What about, okay, Aero Mint. Yep. Similar size bar, bag of Maltesers. Bag of Maltesers. I th- I th- <laughs> He's leaving. But I think Maltesers are toward the top. They're not the top, because Fry's Turkish Delight is. But... <laughs> and, <laughs> and <laughs> he's throwing things. <laughs> ah, he's gone. Um, so, <laughs> join us next week. <laughs> Where, um, 
Were we? Yeah. <laughs> he might be back. He has just left. Oh, wait. No, he's come back with a sign. He wanted me to know that actually he agrees with everything I say and his best of was really rubbish and he thinks my best of was really good. Is that right? Yes. Okay, nice one. Thanks. He also wanted everyone to say that I'm much better looking and funnier than he is. Bye. <laughs>